You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights, which help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up to date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. I'm your host, Mithul Shah. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stacks with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunnyside Up. I'm your host, Mithul Shah. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Steve Rodenberg to share insights on competitive intelligence. Steve has practiced competitive intelligence in the high-tech world for over a decade with the primary focus on tactical side, enabling sales teams to be more effective in competitive sales opportunities. He has established competitive intelligence programs in two companies while advancing Informatica, which is his uh, current job, program into one of the best in the industry as a sole practitioner. Gartner has highlighted Steve's win-loss program as an outstanding example in a research note to win-loss program's best practices. Steve is also a former secondary teacher in English, history, and economics. I'm excited to talk about everything you have done over your uh, fascinating career in competitive intelligence. Welcome to the show, Steve. Good to have you here. Great. Thanks uh, for inviting me. So, Steve, uh, before we get started, we, we get this, uh, you know, we get this asked questions a couple of times where people may or may not even know, you know, what is competitive intelligence and how is it different from things like, say, market intelligence? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's, I'm sure there are a lot of dictionary definitions and you depend on who you talk to, but I, I guess I would define it simply as this. It's um, providing accurate, actionable, and timely competitive information to your audience and that your audience can vary. So, and I would make a distinction, subtle distinction between say tactical competitive intelligence and strategic. And some people may not make that distinction, but I do. So on the tactical side, which is where I tend to focus, it's that day-to-day hand-to-hand combat, right? You're helping the sales force uh, go up against the competition in their active sales opportunities, right? They need to understand how we're different, how we're better, strengths, weaknesses, those types of things. The strategic side is a little bit different. Those, the people who sit in competitive world and in the strategic side tend to report up to to executive team and they're helping them understand kind of at a higher level what makes us different uh, as companies and you know maybe they do profiles of the executives to help them understand their decision making processes those types of things and then in terms of market intelligence i would say i mean we typically kind of combine them but market intelligence i would argue is uh slightly longer term, I would put it in the strategic bucket. So this is where uh, you're trying to understand the landscape as a whole. What are some competitive trends we're seeing? What are some potential acquisitions? Those types of things, right? Which obviously, you know, are important as well. Um, So there's, you know, so that's kind of how I would define it. You just need to, you know, just depends where you sit and what your, what your importance, what the importance is to competitive intelligence at your particular company. Very interesting. So so if I can if if I understand this correctly and if I can reframe this, market intelligence is more towards trend and you know landscape and say what uh, you know what what might be the white space where where you should be targeting what your competitors might be doing things like that and uh, tactical intelligence is more towards execution. Like, how do you mobilize this intelligence and actually implement and execute it? I, 
I think that's roughly on target. Some, some may kind of quibble with, with some of those distinctions, but again, yeah, uh, market is that the broader, the broader landscape, you know, war gaming, like, okay, if this, if one of these competitors is bought by this other company, what would that mean for us? How would we respond? Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. Okay, great. So should every organization have a competitive, competitive intelligence or market intelligence function? Because I know that, you know, every company does it, you know, at a various level, but, you know, should every organization have a competitive intelligence and market intelligence function? Yeah, you're, you're right. I think every com- company does do it to some degree. They just maybe don't realize it or they haven't put an important enough they put haven't put enough importance on it to, to give it a full-time function because as you say i think product marketers product managers they all have competitive intelligence in their portfolios but it tends to fall out they have so many other responsibilities that competitive tends to get pushed further further down the priority list until there's some kind of a fire drill and they have to do a quick exercise to understand what's happening with a, a particular competitor so so I think it, it it often just depends on the, the the philosophy or the you know the the uh, the ethos of the of the company. Are they super competitive? Are they hyper competitive? Is are they in a very hyper competitive marketplace? Then they need they need to decide. You know, do we want to have a full time function who's keeping an eye on this? Because again, I would argue unless there's somebody spending full time thinking about the competition, it's really not happening. So, um, so again, I would argue yes, but again, it, it, much of it depends on the, the company, company's uh, philosophy, it, how, and how competitive the markets are. Some think they can get away without one, um, but I think they tend to to do poorly compared to their counterparts who actually have a competitive function. So, would like you know, in general, I've seen this function, especially with the larger companies, right, where they have a special department for CI function, they have a you know special role for CI function. But, you know, would you recommend, like in this case, like if you're a small startup or young startup or just getting started, you know, to have, you know, a dedicated program for CI? Well, I mean, in the ideal world, yes, but, you know, it's it costs money, right? You're paying someone to just think about the competition. And again, if that's important, if you're in a, a very highly competitive market, that may be a priority and then you'll fund it. But a lot of times I think companies don't think it's that important. Now, nah, we, you know, we, 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 we've done okay so far. We don't need competitive um, intelligence. So, I mean, at a minimum, maybe a product marketer takes it as a halftime role. I mean, that's, again, that's not ideal, but at least if they can carve out, if they can be, you know, have half their role be focused on competition, that's something. Um, but again, it depends on, are they willing to fund it? And again, in Informatica, when I joined, they, they had already had this, this function in place. And so that clearly told me that they cared about the competition, tracking, understanding, and winning. It's, you got to have that win, you know, that really, uh, really have a winning philosophy. And, uh, and, and then you'll probably find a, a, a full-time role. Very interesting. So in, in, in this, in that particular context, you know, when somebody's just getting started or, you know, they have been doing it, in my mind, you know, and I'll be very honest with you, when, when we talked about competitive intelligence, it me, means like me setting up Google alerts and learn about my competition and what they're doing. And I keep getting messages on that and then I'll react to it. You know, how is it different than just tracking your competitors via Google alerts? Right. So, so there is a big difference. and I think people substitute that and say, hey, yeah, we're doing competitive intelligence. So there's a difference between information and intelligence. 
So information is, again, just what you get from Google. You're reading the headlines. You maybe look at a competitor's website, and that's information. Intelligence and where competitive intelligence people come in, uh, add value, is an, and is explaining why, what does it mean? Answering the so what question, right? Separating the wheat from the chaff. There's lots of noise out there. So you got to get that, get that noise out of the way and, and, and understand what's, what's really important in, to your audience and what matters. So that's how we add value is trying to, to, to break through the noise and get right to the, to the nub and like, okay, what's, what does this mean for us? What does this mean for the salesperson in this opportunity? What does it mean for this, this executive decision? What does it mean for the company as a whole? So that's, that's where I'd make that distinction, right? Information versus intelligence, where you're applying some, some knowledge, some analysis, uh, and, and putting everything in context. So intelligence is something that you are specially catering to a specific problem. You know, if I'm working on a deal, you know, I'm, I'm going against certain competitors, say, for example, uh, then my CI team can give me specific intelligence, insights, information to compete against that competitor as opposed to just getting raw data and me trying to make something out of it. Yeah, imagine if if a, a sales rep comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm up against competitor X. You know, what? How do we how do we differentiate?" And I say, "Well, I found this Google alert where they just put out this press release that that says they they've got this new product. Well, what is the rep supposed to do with that, right? So yeah. it doesn't mean anything. So someone has to take that press release or actually go deeper and look at the product. Maybe it's documentation. Maybe they interview people." And say, okay, here's where it's weak, here's where it's strong, here's where you want to attack. Here, here's we got this great strength that goes uh, lines up with with this company's weakness. You really want to highlight to the customer and why this is important. So that's that's the difference, right? It's just you just throw someone, uh, you know, a Google alert, and then they have to figure out what it means, and that doesn't really help them, right? My job, I, as I see it, is to save the, the Salesforce time. I'm going through all that information, distilling it down to what it, what really matters so they don't have to spend that time doing the research. They should be out there selling. My job should be to save them time and help them differentiate and win. Very interesting. So is it is it mainly for sales, you know, or, or marketing? Yeah, so what again, on the, on, the, on the technical side, or I should say on the tactical side, that yes, that's my role is as I define tactical, is that day to day the sales force is out there uh, selling our our products, our offerings, and they're going to run into compet- competitors. So they're going to come to me and say, "Steve, I'm up against so and so. How do we, you know, how do we differentiate?" So, but I would say, you know, marketers also can benefit, right? So if we're understanding how we're different and better, that goes into our messaging documents. So when we're we're creating, you know, our, whether it's our website or slide decks or um, uh, content, it, we want to be able to put in there our differentiators, what makes us different and better. So as people are reading about, inf- our, about Informatica or about any company, they get a sense of what makes that company unique, what makes them different, what makes them better than the alternatives. Um, so, so again, I mean, in terms of ben- who benefits from competitive it's it's a number of roles, right? It's not just sales. It's not just um, uh, product marketers. Or, or, uh, product managers can benefit because again, you're some cases you're learning some very good technical differentiation that they can then take and say, okay, this will help us with our roadmap, or oh, we're way ahead of them, or oh, we need to catch up. Enablement in terms of training, um, partners 
uh, success managers, pre-sale, uh, you know, sales engineers, business development. I think all those people benefit from good competitive intelligence. I agree. I guess everybody can, you know, potentially benefit from this insights and intelligence. Yeah, even even the, the our HR team sometimes reaches out to me because they'll be recruiting, uh, yeah. maybe a, 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 in competitive companies, and they want to be able, or even non-competitive companies, they want to be able to say, "Hey, this is what makes Informatica different and better. You want to come work for us." So it's it's funny that I even hear from our recruiting teams when I put out things, and they and they say, "This is great stuff. This helps us talk to recruits about why they wanted they should be joining uh, uh, Informatica." So it, it's you wouldn't think that HR would benefit from competitive, but they do. <laughs> That's such a great point. Never thought about it, but yeah, that makes sense, right? We all are struggling for good talent, and uh, if you know something about a competition, you know, I don't know, laying off or not doing well, this that becomes you know an opportunity for you to hire ready-made talent. Oh, they pounce. For instance, like when we learn that that, that a competitor may be laying off or struggling, what have you our recruiters pounce, right? Every, every, they do, we all do it to each other. Right? When we learn there's blood in the water, we pounce. And so they, <laughs> they love to hear that when, when a competitor is struggling, they go and recruit uh, from them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so can you tell, I mean, so this is a great insight, right? Great, great information as to the difference between market intelligence, computer intelligence, you know, why companies should have this as a dedicated function, or if you're just getting started, Maybe have your marketers, uh, you know, do this maybe a part time or spend some time, exclusive time on it. But go invest in it; it'll pay its dividend. So that's that's a that's a great insights, you know, on that. Um, but can you tell our audience about the actual applications of it, like use cases of competitive intelligence? Right. So I alluded to one earlier. So uh, uh, for sales, for instance, a sales rep may be an opportunity and they, they realize that they're up against competitor X and they don't really know much about them. So they may reach out to the competitive intelligence team and say, hey, guys, here's we're up against so and so. You know, what can we talk about? What should we highlight? What makes us different and better? And what are their weaknesses? So they can go into to the meetings and conversations with the prospect and kind of talk about how our company uh, would help them more than the alternative. So that's a practical application. Actually, I mentioned also for marketing, they, they may be writing a blog or or creating some content about a particular product or offering, and they will come to me and say, "Hey, you know, Steve, we know that this particular competitor competes with us in this area. Well, you know, let's let's work in some differentiation, subtle differentiation, anonymizing it, right? Not pointing out a competitor, but kind of working into that content." Are key differentiators. So when customers or prospects are reading, they're getting a flavor for what makes us different and better. So those are that's those are two examples. Uh, another one could be product um, management. Like I mentioned, they they are built, working on the roadmap, and they may want to understand. Okay, uh, we want to you know build out these new features. What is, what what are the competition? What do they have? What are they doing? What are they working on? So those are a couple of examples. I don't know if you have any any scenarios that you might you know think ever come to mind uh i mean there there there's so many scenarios you know because as as we are talking i'm kind of thinking like a demand matrix you know how do we figure out some of these intelligence and how do we you know make sure to stay on top of you know our competition and so forth but i think you have covered majority of the scenarios you know that i had in mind so that 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 you know definitely covers it another one could be uh for instance um let's say um mergers and acquisitions okay you know what 
hey, what happens if this company buys that company? Executives may want to think that through. How does this affect our go-to-market? How does this affect our, our, our standing in the market? Are we a leader or no longer a leader? Um, uh, acquisition targets, they may say, hey, let, let's bring in the competitive team to understand we may want to buy this company. You know, what, what are its strengths and weaknesses? What, you know, is it a good likely target? Those types of things are also examples of, of how competitive can help out. Or even which companies to even acquire, right? There might be many smaller companies that you know may not be on on the direct competitive list, but they've you know they've started. The COVID situation happened. Potentially, they're not going to survive. Maybe those might be good opportunity for this company to to acquire. And they would somebody needs to sit down and do the actual due diligence and create a list as to which competitors you know are potential like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, that's 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 fantastic. So, you know, if based on this podcast, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking about like, hmm, maybe I should have a CI team or at least a person focusing on it, even half time focusing on it. You know, what are some of the best practices for competitive intelligence um, or market intelligence function that somebody could follow to establish a very strong, robust CI program? Yeah, it, it that's a good question, and it is a challenge, right? Because a lot of times people, maybe maybe a, a company spins up this role. They say, okay, we're going to definitely hire and bring in somebody. And so the question is, this new person comes in. Let's say they don't have a background. What do I do? Where do I start? It's it's a difficult thing, right? Because it's it, it is could be a daunting a daunting task. So I guess if I were to to advise someone who's just starting a program, I think the first thing I'd recommend is to Get a customer interview program going. Um, we obviously want to collect feedback from our sales force. We want to understand, hey, guys, what are you hearing? What are you seeing out there? But I, I think hearing from the customer directly is critical because they're, they are obviously the buyers. They're representing the decision makers. We want to know what they think, not what our salespeople think they think. So um, I would recommend that's the first thing you try to do is try to uh, talk to customers who, in both wins and losses, the losses obviously dip more difficult. But if you do it the right way, you can talk to those decision makers who decided not to go with you to understand why. Um, and you can learn a lot about yourself, but also your company, but also about the competition. If you get them talking, they'll kind of share some things. So that's the first thing I would do: is you've got to start talking to your customers, to decision makers. How do they view your company? How do they? What, what do they think of the strengths and weaknesses, those types of things? Those are huge. Uh, the, the second thing I think you need to do, do is decide on whether you're going to be tactical or strategic. Those, those uh, distinctions I made earlier, right? Are you going to, is your job going to be to support the sales force and help, you know, with wins and, and help grow that top line, right? I think that's a, I would argue that's a very important function, even though it's it's not strategic per se. But you're helping sales close more business. You're adding, you're you're helping grow the the top line. So are you going to do that, or are you going to be like some competitive functions are? Are you going to sit up in the in the executive area and kind of feed them uh, information about the the market and 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 high level uh, you know competitive. Uh, intel that that kind of stuff so that that's maybe you need to decide because sometimes people get caught in the middle and they're they're told to do both they're the executives are demanding things from them and the sales force is demanding uh intel from them on a day-to-day basis and they're caught in the middle and they're pulled in too many directions so i, I would i would focus on you know what do you want to do and then and maybe the third thing i would say is um 
don't boil the ocean. Be very targeted on who you're going to focus on, which competitors are what I would call tier one, right? And don't don't do too many, right? You gotta do you gotta um, do a good job. You don't want to have so many that it's all superficial work. So pick your tier one competitors. Those are the ones that are going to get the most coverage, the deepest analysis. Um, and then maybe tier two, you do a little bit lighter coverage. Tier three, just very super superficial coverage. If you don't do that, then if everybody's important, then nobody's important, right? You have to prioritize who you're going to focus on. And then last, I would say, is evangelize. You're starting up a new program. You've got to let people know you exist and that you can help them. And in turn, they will start to help you. So it could be newsletters. It could take the form of newsletters. And you've picked up some intel, hopefully, from your decision makers. This is very valuable. I've, I've done this. So when you're picking up great intel from your d- customer interviews on why you're winning or why we're losing, and you're feeding that back out to the field, they love it. And they start feeding you stuff. Hey, Steve, I was in a meeting today and I heard, you know, I heard such and such. So newsletters, get, get out there and tell them what you're learning and get your name out there. And they'll appreciate that because they see that you're trying to help them and help the company. Um, get involved in sales enablement. Or, or partner enablement, whatever enablement you can do, get in front of the audiences and, and tell them all you know about the competitive landscape. And that will get you, uh, get you out there and get you known. Um, do what I call competitive roundtables. And that's just basically an open call. Maybe you invite the whole sales force and say, we're going to talk about competitive X today. And here's what we've learned. Here's the latest intel on competitive X, competitive X. And then invite the audience to weigh in and you'll get some amazing feedback. Hey, we just, we just beat them here and here's what we learned or, Hey, we lost to them over there. And this, we heard that, the, you know, they had this great, this great new capability. So those are great because it, it's, it's open sharing. It's transparent. Everybody's learning from each other. People, sales love to learn from other salespeople, right? It, it, it just, they have a lot of credibility. So if you invite everybody to share, it's very, very important. And then last, I would just say, in an overarching way, establish value. You don't want to just be a librarian where you're collecting all these Google alerts and just blasting them out to the field because they're gonna they're just gonna say, "What can I do with this? This is meaningless to me. I can be doing this." So you've got to give them something that adds value, answers the so what, so they can take it and use it. it that's what actionable means in my definition of competitive intelligence. It has to be actionable. You have to be able to do something with it. You shouldn't have to massage it and and work through the details to to, to, to apply it. Right. So. So add value. And then the, the other part of the definition of competitive intelligence is accuracy. So this is, again, not just taking a Google alert and just taking it at face value. You're validating, you're verifying, you're going to multiple sources. Hey, is this true? Is this accurate? Are these numbers or these, is this Intel uh, in fact correct? Because if you feed salespeople or executives for that matter, bad information, bad Intel, it's going to come back. So you've got to make sure it's, it's accurate. It's actionable and, of course, timely. You don't want to send them something that's a year old, right? If you're feeding them old information, that's also no good. So add value. That would be my, my final you know, uh, recommendation to start a program. Don't be a librarian, but add value. Add intelligence to the whole exercise. I love it. I love it. So uh, I, I, was, I was writing down, you know, as you were talking about, so it's like seven-step process, right? Mm-hmm. Like customer interviews, make sure you have your tier list. Make sure you evangelize your program. Make sure you round table, create a round table, share the knowledge between the sales communities, yeah, whoever is consuming the intelligence from you. Uh, make information actionable. 
make sure that uh, you know there is a, there is a value you establish a value on that make sure it's it's accurate and and timely did i did i did i capture all of that yeah i didn't count the steps but that sounds right to me that's a, it's a good a good process um to start with at least that's fantastic i think that would be a good title for this for this podcast <laughs> as well <laughs> seven steps to competitive intelligence <laughs> very cool very cool Well, Steve, I think time flies when you're having fun. Thank you so much again for being on our show. I'm pretty sure our listeners are going to love the insight that you have shared. Uh, we look forward to keeping in touch. And thanks again. Sure. It's great to be there. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us, and share these insights with your peers.